Hey girl, have you heard of the term FOMO? I think we probably all have, but have you heard about food FOMO before? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share what food FOMO is and also what a the term situational eating is. So stick around and let's get this Fit Tip Friday started. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body, and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. Okay, so what is food FOMO? Well, we all know FOMO is the fear of missing out, right? Well, when it comes to food, have you ever been afraid of missing out? This is something that I think we probably all have encountered, but not really termed it food FOMO before. Right. I, for so many years, lived in what's called scarcity, living in a mindset that I don't know if there's going to be enough food, so I should probably eat eat more than I need. I don't know if I'm going to get this later because I should probably have have some more now. So living in scarcity for so many years really was something that was foreign to me until most recently uh, when I became a certified moderation nutrition coach, uh, moderation 365 nutrition coach. And, you know, that feeling of, I'm not going to be able to have this again. Like it's not going to be available to me. So I should probably eat as much of it as I can. And that fear of missing out on the opportunity to eat something that I really like. And when in reality, it's probably available to me anytime that I want to get it. Um, this is something that that I think that a lot of people deal with and struggle with and don't really even think about it. Is there going to be enough to eat? I would think about this prior to going to a social event or, um, you know, you go to a wedding. I hope there's going to be cake. Cause that's really, you know, one of the big things that I like to do when I go to a wedding is I like to eat the cake. I like to try the cake and see how good it is. Or and it's very disappointing when it's bad. Right. Um, and so thinking about, this kind of mindset, these kind of questions that kind of thoughts that come into our head surrounding food. I, I want to share with you today what, what food FOMO is. It really does come down to the definition being the anticipation of future deprivation that makes us feel like at some point, these things are going to be off limits. So we have to eat them all right now. This is fear. This is food FOMO is this, this anticipation of being deprived in the future, right? It's really, uh, an old food, what's called an old food narrative, something that you have learned early on in life that you've, that you've kind of had this created behavior, whether it's because of your environment, how you grew up, but it's what we've tell ourselves and what we've come to believe is, is true. And it, the reality is, it's not true. And most of these behaviors really don't benefit us in the long run. Um, let's talk about four examples here. Uh, it's situational eating scenarios. So when you go to the movies, 
what do you associate with the movies? Popcorn, what, like three liters of a Coke or whatever that is, right? They, they give you so much stuff. They give you so much food and drink. But when you go to the movies, that's just what you do. I know when I first started dating my husband, we would go to the movies and like this was, and, and I'm a cheapskate, right? I, I, I don't, I can't, I can't come to grips with spending, you know, seven fifty on a, on a fountain drink when you can like go to the convenience store and store and get it for like 99 cents. So when I first met my husband and we, we would go to the movies at least twice a month, it was a regular thing. And for him, that's, that's it. That's the experience. You have to get the endless bucket of popcorn and eat as much as, as you can. Cause you don't know when you come to come going to come to the movies again. Right. And so this is what, what, what we would do. And, you know, I mean, popcorn at the movie theater isn't the healthiest, right? And you're just mindlessly eating it, putting into your mouth while you're watching the movie before you know it, you've already hit the bottom of the bucket and you're like, oh my gosh. The other thing that'd be an example is pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Grandma's pumpkin pie. Oh, I just can't wait to eat that pumpkin pie. I just love it so much. You have two slices because you, you're not going to get it again till Thanksgiving. So these kinds of mindsets, these kinds of food narratives, like you really could get grandma's pumpkin pie recipe and make it anytime you want, but you affiliate that, you associate that with the event, with a Thanksgiving event. Another thing is you go to the county fair. I don't know, maybe people are going to county fairs these days, but the funnel cakes at the county fair or whatever your go-to is, a candy apple, cotton candy, all those things, you associate that with the, with the county fair. So you have to have it because you don't get to go to that very often, right? So you have to have it. In reality, you probably don't, but that's just, you know, you don't want to miss out. And this is my favorite thing is, is buffets. You know, getting your money's worth is always something that, um, you know, I, I kind of grew up around, you know, when you go to a buffet, we got to get your money's worth. You can't just eat one plate. You got to go get more. It doesn't matter if you're stuffed already. You got to go get more. So again, these old food narratives that we have lived with that, and I don't know what it is for you, but those are just examples, but automatically associating a place or an event with a food item and assuming that you have to eat it all and get that full experience. Well, it's just not true, right? We don't have to do those things. And it really is about shifting your mindset. So how do, how do you do that? How do you begin to change the mindset when you maybe have thought these things all your entire life? And the first thing is to change your thinking to any food is available to me at any time. This is an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. Like you could really go to the store and get whatever you wanted. You could get the ingredients to whatever it is. You can make it. If you really want it that bad, it's avail it's available to you. And, you know, when you have, when you're freed up with that thought that it, it really is available to me anytime, then it doesn't seem like it's so necessary to have in that moment. Right. The second thing is to surf the disappointment. It's only going to last a few moments. You go to the fair, you, you're riding rides, you whatever, and you really, you really want that funnel cake. You know, it's going to make you feel awful, but it, gosh, it tastes so good going down. If you just surf that disappointment for a few more minutes and say, you know what? I really don't need a funnel cake. It always makes me sick. I just don't think that's a good idea. And disappointed for, for a few minutes is better than feeling sick and not really moving towards whatever your nutrition goals are. The third thing is a tool that you can use to really help change 
your behavior is to offer and share food. So instead of a funnel, instead of getting the whole funnel cake, maybe you just want a taste of it. You get one for the whole family and you share it. Now, when I was growing up, we really, you know, when you have two brothers, sharing food is really, it's it's really just like a, a, a you know, a battle of the fittest. Who can get there the quickest? Who can eat it all up the fastest? Um, and that was, that was the, the, the way of life when mom got home from the grocery store, if there's anything good in the groceries that she got, it was eaten within like the first two days because we never got any treats or feel felt like that. And when there was treats, you know, you're fighting, you're fighting your siblings to get it. And it's like, I better hurry up and eat all this right now. Cause we're not going to get any. And you don't realize that those behaviors, you know, they live with you your whole life until you start to really evaluate and learn to change that mindset. So sharing food can help you release some of that control. Like it's okay. You can have, you can have some of this. I can get more. If I want more, I'll just get more. And that abundance mindset can really change your perspective on food FOMO. Like it really is available to you anytime you want it. And just because you're going through an experience, a situation, going to a wedding, do you really have to have a piece of cake? Well, you could probably have a bite of cake. Do you need a whole piece of cake? Probably not. But these are the things and the thoughts that, you know, you need to have. If you really do have some nutrition goals and you want to become healthier, these things play into our thoughts and how we choose and how we decide on what it is that we're going to eat. Um, it is a practice to change our thinking. It does just doesn't happen overnight, right? Some of these behaviors that we've been that we experience or that we do really have been set in place even when we were little kids, right? Just like my example of my brothers and fighting over the food, the good stuff that, that mom brought in. Um, if you want to learn more about this way of eating, uh, it's called Moderation 365 and it's really learning to live moderately. This is just one sample of a tool that, that really can impact your choices and your behavior around food. And if you want to learn more about it, love for you to come to our Facebook group, She Breaks Free, and ask any questions that you have. Would love to, to connect with you there. I hope this uh, blessed you today. I hope you got a little something out of it and maybe you resonated with, with some of the content. And I uh, hope to see you next time. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.